Episode number 65. Can't pull that off. <laughs> Alright, you ready? I'm Clay Lowe. And I'm Sarah Beth Hunt. You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Where we get together once a week over coffee to talk about the big questions of life. Let's get into the show. Your friend is your needs answered. He is your field which you sow with love and reap with thanksgiving. And he is your board and your fireside. For you come to him with your hunger and you seek him for peace. When your friends speak his mind, you fear not the nay in your own mind, nor do you withhold the eye. Yes, I like that. Hello, friend. <laughs> Hello, friend. Yes. Killy. Killy Kibron on yep. friendship. Yeah. We'll link that in the show notes because that's a, a nice, yeah, yeah, nice yeah, poem we'll on friendship. But that's the topic of today's conversation. We're kicking is, off the second half of our season with friendship. Yes, absolutely. And my friend has been gone away for two weeks. I know. I haven't seen but, your name. But a, apparently uh, close proximity with good friends is not necessary. Is it? Is Apparently. it not? So okay, I was going to say. We're all fine. We're fine. If we had a, did another week or so, then you would have been faded off into memory. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, out of sight, out of mind. Let's not test it, because no, no. we, need, we need the chat and the coffee too much. Absolutely. So friendship is, is the topic. Um, I think the big question for me is, well, like, what is this whole idea of friendship and why do we need it? I think I was reading something from Seneca. or something. Well, there's a couple of quotes I got from Seneca, but there was... Um, Somewhere I said I read, and I can't remember where I got it from, but that it's actually not, it's not, friendship is not essential to our survival. So it's not a survival need. Yeah, that was a good quote, but that was by C.S. Lewis, I think. Oh, was it? Yes, that's it. Yeah, it was Lewis, yes. Um, Which I thought, you know, it, it, it isn't actually. You can get along without friends, but then why do we need them? How do they develop, and how do you come into friendship, out of friendship? How do you decide? Who's going to be your friend? So how do how do we start off our journey towards friendship? We could probably use that as a as a as a, as a spine of our conversation today. I think. Yeah, it's it's been a good and interesting topic because it's something I've kind of taken for granted a little bit. Not not that I take my friendships for granted, but it friendship in and of itself hasn't been something I've ever really questioned or kind of dissected why I'm you know so it's the same thing with me but doing it in some ways I was thinking holy I mean it really made me think about mm. friends and friends and ship and what that actually means because we kind of throw the term around a lot friends. especially now yeah yeah, absolutely so you, you throw it around quite a bit but then it's yeah. I really liked reading the um, article by uh Maria Popova yeah. of brain pickings when she's talking about the commodification of the word friend and how you know, it's it's become kind of the term and our ideas about what it means has become cheapened by the fact that in this day and age we just use it all the time. We use it for like, you know, there's the whole Facebook phenomenon and there's, you know, work people we call friends and name dropping of people who we say are our friends because we're trying to kind of do the name drop thing. So So what is what would what are we gonna start off as a working definition of, of a friend? So I've got a couple of quotes here from, um, this one's quite neat. This is, uh, how do you pronounce her name? Well, look at you with I all know, your notes. notes. <laughs> you, is this a new era? Yes. Okay. That one's a good I quote. would say, Anais Nin. That sounds good to me. All right, so she <laughs> said, um, she said, each friend represents a world in us, a world possibly not born until they arrive. And it is only by this meeting that a new world is born. So though some natural loners are happy without them, most of us depend greatly on the company of true friends. So as with any relationship, friendships bring support and joy and occasionally strife. So. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That yeah. Is, so you bring some of the worlds together. But there's, there's got to be something that sparks it all off. And I know we've got a big scientific list, as in... Sometimes it's just about we happen to share the same 
some kind of interest. So whether well, we're in class, it's like I was laughing together. to you before we started recording. Some of these scientific studies and, and psych studies just make me laugh because it's like so obvious. We can just like breeze right past it. Like yes, you have to have been in, pr- in physical proximity together like more than once to become friends. Yeah, so I think you know things like that where it's things. like. Yeah, at the beginning, of course, that has to happen, and you have to both like each other. Like, yes, but okay, thank it, you. But what moves uh, it past the proximity? So when we walked into this, this cafe today, we were in the proximity of a number of people, but that won't necessarily mean that they're going to become friends. Yeah, that's and right. And actually, yeah, yeah. we do have something in common with people in the cafe. We're all in a cafe, and we're drinking coffee, so it's more than necessarily just yeah, having something in common and or proximity yeah um i guess for me i find that when i was thinking about my people that i consider my closest friends and how we became friends it was through kind of you know big important moments in our lives so you know one of basically my closest oldest best friend whose also name is Sarah which has been a source of constant she's been on irony. The, she's, I'm going to say she's been on the podcast a yes. lot yes so she knows pretty much most things about me because we've been friends since we were maybe eight and um, she, she knows everything too I, I, she is the fact keeper so she'll probably be able to correct me on the, All right. the uh, <laughs> age we met she's got the details um, now but you know, when you when you go through something like university, you know, like you leave home for the first time or you go through high school together and there's something that certain experiences with certain people, you can then maintain that friendship even though that experience is over. Do you know what I mean? So Because yeah, well, that's just a spark, isn't it? So you yeah. need some kind of spark. So if we use, well, so we'll substitute proximity, which will add to proximity some spark. So there's got to be something that sparks a conversation of some sort because we could share a class together and I'm sure you've been in class if you think back to high school or whatever yeah. we go back that way um, you had lots of classmates but not all of them you became friends with some you knew their name but what what was it about the people whom you did end up becoming friends so there's got to be some kind of yeah. spark some kind of attraction some kind of you know that person's like me or I want to be like them or there's got to be some attraction some, mm. of some sort that gets that gets that conversation rolling or give you guys so you can expand upon it I think yeah and then what are you sort of scanning for in that and I as I was thinking about this I was thinking because I think it rolls into tr- trust isn't it so we're kind of thinking can I trust this person and to what degree can I trust this person in terms of how because we're going to talk about levels of friendship later on so you know, I could have a surface friend. So we're friend because you're friendly to me, but are we really friends? Are we just friendly towards each other? And as my level of understanding or trust of you comes, then it, it goes another level down or up, whichever way you want to look at it, as in we might start to disclose things about each other's lives or, or something along those lines. But generally, it'll probably start just at this... We share an interest, say yoga, because you go to yoga, we're both in a yoga class, for whatever reason, I like the way you look or sound or something, but some spark, and then we start talking. And so we have yoga in common, let's say. And our friendship starts to build around the fact that we have this common thing together. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna say, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, that is what happens. But that's what happens. And, but what's going on in the process that makes it a little bit deeper? So I was just thinking of some of the stuff that um, another one of these uh, qu- quotes from Seneca, because he talks about friendship as well. Let me just pull it up here. Um, well, you know, the thing you were saying, the thing about trust. Mm. And, you know, I think the levels of friendship are kind of important, or the levels of, of kind of moving from an acquaintance to someone who's a bit more of a casual friend to someone who's actually a really close friend and you know so, so there's definitely like you're saying levels and the thing that Seneca that I liked from that article is it about the trust and judgment is that you ha- that you should be he says very discerning before you accept someone as a true and close friend so you should judge them and you should judge their character and whether you can trust them or not yeah. 
but once you accept them as your friend, like close, and I suppose he's really talking kind of close, yeah, deep friendship, then you have to completely turn that round where you just automatically give them trust. Like, and I suppose for me, I would I would call that like benefit of the doubt. So you would assume that their motivation towards you is always good. You know, yeah. whatever whatever the surface may be that their intentions and their kind of loyalty to you is there and is unquestioned. But that's that judgment piece, isn't it? So the judgment is, is do I like this person? Yes. And can I trust this person? I think so. And then it starts to build from there. And then you probably disclose bits of information to see what that person does with that and how they react to that. And, you know, am I going to get pushed back from you by disclosing something of me that you didn't know previously? So I don't know how you're going to react to that. And I think in the beginning, you're you're constantly, you put things out there to see what kind of reaction that you're going to get. And then that lets you see how far it can go. Yeah, and I think that for me, I think one of the reasons that I haven't really questioned friendship in that kind of process is for me, it's a really natural process that's happened. And it's a slow process. And and I think one of the things that, oh, let me find it, that um, one of the other... um, Articles. I suppose it was, it, yeah, it was the Ralph Waldo Emerson's Two Pillars of Friendship, yeah. where he talks about you have to be patient with the development of a friendship because actually friends take a long, you know, real deep friendship takes a long time to develop. It's not something that happens overnight because you've had some deep and meaningful conversation. Actually, it takes a long time to get to know someone in all of their aspects. And I think for me, that's what I like appreciate so much and and value so much about my friendship with Sarah is that she knows me in all these different aspects you know but is she's, that the whole level of friendship again isn't it so yeah yeah, yeah. exactly as you yeah. kind of like as the as the friendship kind of deepens but I, I do think that I see some people want to rush into that intimacy and they want it to be there immediately or they refer to people who they've really just met as as really close friends, you know, so, so, you know, and kind of mistake people that are really actually acquaintances, like, you know, maybe people that you see, you know, behind the coffee shop, you know, are they your friend or are they just an acquaintance that you're friendly with and you say hello to and it's nice to see them every week or most days or whatever, but there's a difference between that and a true friend that is, I get that. So knows now, you. Well, let's dive into that because you're right. I think we throw around the term friend because, okay, this that person is my friend and mainly because they're friendly towards me, but are they really my friend? So in you saying that, well, what do you mean by a true friend? So what would you, if you put that casual friend, that someone that's friendly next to a friend, what's the difference between the two? The thing I the thing I loved also that I read that might answer that question. It's so nice to have these articles because sometimes you just you can't put words to it, isn't mm-hmm. it? And then you read it and you're like, oh yes, that's exactly how I feel. But it it was something. I think again, it was in that um, Maria Popova article about how we throw around this idea of friendship, and she's basically saying that a true friend is someone that we can take off the kind of outer layers of our ideal self and be who we, you know, actually are our real self. And I think for me, what what that means is that you have this idea about who you want to be and who you want other people to think you are, you know, and not, not, not in a disingenuous way, but just in a, you know, I want people to think that I'm a kind and generous person, or I want people to think that, you know, I don't know, whatever, you know, we have, we have these things, but then with your real friend, you can kind of reveal your failings and she makes a real distinction between it's not this realness and this ideal, like, so ideal, your ideal self isn't the opposite of a kind of ingenuine, Mm. inauthentic self. It's, let me see if I can get this right. It's um, an issue of human failure. So, in other words, if we don't live up to our ideal self, 
if we sometimes make mistakes and sometimes fail and we say we have these principles or these values, but sometimes we act in ways that are not according to those, yeah. even though we, we, we intend to, but we fail, a true friend we can reveal that to and they're not going to judge us or think less of us. It's they're, they're going to embrace both. And, and I think she yeah. ends on that whole thing with like, our true friend embraces both selves. They embrace the real self that is like what you actually do, but they also embrace the ideal self, like who you want to be and understand that that's a part of you too. And that that's also kind of real and you're striving to live up to that. So would that be what you would call a best friend? Yeah, I suppose as so. As opposed to maybe just a true friend. Cause I think you have yeah, true. a true friend yeah. and then your best friend yeah. is someone that, or you and you can have more than one best friend, but, people in that category kind of know all your shit you can just tell them everything and you can tell them in whatever detail and and you can feel comfortable telling them whatever because they're just there for you in that that sort of sense you were kind of reminding me of the jahari's window i don't know if you come across that at all but it's um it's a it's a technique for getting to understand people better and their relationships with other people and we sometimes use it in the workplace uh, from that, that point of view. And it was created by um, uh, two psychologists, Joseph Luft and uh, Harrington Ingram. And basically what it is, kind of what you were just saying there. So if you imagine, and we can put this up on the show notes, uh, a grid. So you've got the known self and the not known to self is one box or one axis. And then you've got known to others and not known to others. So that right. is your kind of... So some things are not known to yourself, but are known to others about you. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And what they talk about, because that, those that not known to self would be in your blind spots, but sometimes mm-hmm. your true friends can, can see, see that and point that, point that to you. But the purpose of, or the point of this thing is this idea about disclosure. How much of your known self do you disclose to someone yeah. based off of trust and the like? And the more that you disclose, the more your known self becomes known to that that person and if that not known to others is very shallow then yeah i think we're at that acquaintance level so i haven't revealed much of myself to Mm -hmm. you apart from yeah we're in the both in the coffee house and you're a human being and i've said yeah hi and maybe giving you my name and that's about all you know about me that you know like this the two couples that we we see every time when we come here on a thursday you know we come in I know their names, we say hi, we exchange a couple of pleasantries, but that's about all that... Yeah. But over time, we've revealed different things about each other in that sense, but still it's at a, a certain kind of level. So the Shahari's window is to deepen a relationship, you build this trust, and you, you, you reveal th- more th- of your Yeah, that's self. interesting. So I suppose in a sense, it's like, you know, the axis kind of moves mm, yeah. slowly over the time. Of window, so it, the instead of opens more. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's not necessarily, you know, cause, because a lot of this is categorization of friendship. So like, you know, you had Aristotle's three kinds of friends and you know she drew that diagram of or rather venn diagram of the different friends levels and stuff but it's business that sounds more like my experience like a slow opening of of the window yeah Yeah. right yeah yeah i like that and 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 even though you say it's like a natural process and you're right because you're always scanning so if i've given you a piece of information because i trusted you with it but for whatever reason, you go and you do something with it that's detrimental to me. Well, then that the window closes. The a little window. Bit. <laughs> I, I'm not letting that person back in again. Whoop, that's it. That's as far as that I could take that. It's sort kind of, of like in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't remember when this was. I think in um, in college we had this whole joke about a tipo meter. Mm. You know that you'd that you'd have on your table at a restaurant and kind of go up, and then as the service got bad, it'd start going down. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, friendometer. How much of that window am I going to reveal to you? And then sometimes. I think that that's what I'm saying, though, is that I think it's interesting when you think about kind of the interaction of how that develops and and what Emerson is kind of like what I take from what he's suggesting about being patient with a friendship is I do find that there's sometimes within that interaction, the other person is has a need for you to be to share more than you're ready to yet 
So there's a kind of a need for intimacy or to, to drag that window open. And that creates kind of a strange dynamic because actually... If you want to move the friendship on and the other person doesn't, is that what you mean? Yes, or, or if a person assumes that they're closer to you than they are, you know, and it doesn't mean that that wasn't going to happen over time, but it takes time, you know, and, and I think, you know, for me, I, because I, it doesn't I suppose, take time, you think, because I've known people that I've met, and for whatever reason, whether it is past lives or whatever thing, or I don't know, however my subconscious has interacted with that person, but I immediately, our level of openness and honesty with each other is... Is greater than is with other people. Greater than with other yeah. people. Just because they give the right s- signal vibe. Yeah. I don't know how to define it, but I can... Like, and, I, and I know others who I'm friendly towards. And you've known a long time, but I've known it's a never, long time, yeah. but I would never open up to that person. And I'm a different person around them altogether. I think that's true. I don't think it takes... Ooh, sorry. I don't think it takes a set amount of time. I just think it takes some amount of time. And I, and I think that for me, as I've gotten older and seen people over longer periods of time, I realize that sometimes I imagined that I really knew them. Mm. And then I see this whole, as time goes on, I see this whole other aspect of them. And I'm like, actually, it does take a really long time in some aspects to get to really know someone. But is that a requirement for friendship, like deep friendship then, to really know someone? For me... Because that was a lifetime journey. Because, like, you'll never know everything about yeah, a person that's unless true. you guys that's spend a lot of time, like, every waking moment together. To, yeah. and, and also for different situations to arrive. If they never arrive, you've never seen them in that sort of space. But you're right. That's a good phrase. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe somewhere in your judgment criterion doesn't come get activated until you see that person yes, in, in a certain Yes, I think that is situation. exactly what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I get... And then, you know, you're like... And, and, you know, you, you kind of have different examples in your head, don't you? But it's like, you know, there are some people that I've been friends with and I think, oh, yeah, you know, we're at, you know, this level of friendship or, my, you know, I'm going to open my window up this much. But then you see them in other aspects and you think, mm, Closing the window. <laughs> I'm not ready. Like, I think, you know, if you go back to the idea of, of judgment and discernment versus, yeah, yeah. okay, I'm going to give you my total like faith now yeah I feel like there's sometimes that I've kind of backtracked on that and been like wait a minute okay this is not a, a, a person that's as kind of trustworthy in those aspects as I expected so you drop them down a level well <laughs> it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a level it feels like the window, the window okay yeah the it window. feels <laughs> it feels a little bit more like okay, I just need to be a little bit more cautious with you because now I've seen, maybe I've only known you a year, and yeah. now I've seen something else about you that I really didn't expect. And yeah. so, okay, we're going to... But then the I suppose that does reveal that you're still in that kind of judgment phase. But then how about the best friend then? Because our category of best friend is I could do whatever, and you won't judge me at all, even if I do something... Like, you know that saying I sent you that a friend will help you move house. Yeah. <laughs> a, a true friend or best friend will help you move a body. Yeah, I've got a few of those. Yeah. So it, it's so, you yeah, know, based no. on what you're saying there, it's like, okay, well, how do I get to best friend status where I can do whatever and you well, won't judge or close the window? I think it's, it's for, in my experience, it's, there's, there comes a certain point where you do drop into that, I know you now so well that I I feel like oh, I, I really think trust I know you. you. <laughs> well, I don't know. You're well, gonna no. you're gonna play mind word games with yes, me of now. Of course I am. But, but you know, okay. So so my my real example of this and why that bit spoke to me so much about the kind of trust and about. So what does he say? So oh no, this is Seneca. He says when friendship is settled, you must trust. Before friendship is formed, you must pass judgment. So if you think a person should be admitted into your like circle of, and I suppose you think like close friends or best friends or whatever, then, then you have to kind of, then that, it, it's like a process where it just happens that that's what that close friendship means is 
I completely trust your motivations. And so basically, like, you know, with um, thinking of a specific example, but this is many, many, you know, long, long friendship. And then if, this is with Sarah. And then there came a moment completely out of the blue, unexpected, where our friendship was really tested by another person. And there was a question about my kind of intentions or something or yeah. actions. And when I spoke to her about it, I was so devastated because I was so worried and upset that she might think something, you know, and this might have damaged our friendship, which is so valuable to me. And when I spoke to her, she was actually laughing about it and yeah. was like, there's no way, you know, to like that I'm going to mistrust you if you've if you've done or said anything then I know that it was with the best intentions and I'm not even going to like it didn't even yeah. occur to me to question that and I really in that moment that was when I really felt the depth of our friendship it's like I get it like between us there is like no more questions yeah, yeah. of and that's a really amazing thing actually because that's the other, cause I'm going to say if, even so with the friends and we talk about trust and that sort of thing but even your like your true best friend because they make you mad and they do things and they hurt you and they do all sorts of stuff but you're because of the relationship that you have it survives that even that yeah and, I, and that's the thing that I'm I suppose the core of this you know that person that moves into best friend category this there's probably hardly anything that they can do that would sever the friendship. Yeah. Time, distance doesn't go, yep. you hurt me in the past, you know, all that. Yeah. Is, but the relationship still sort of stands. Whereas you have other levels of friends or other people you are a friend with that you drift in and out of friendship. Yeah, so that's right. we're no yeah. longer, you know, I've got, I grew up in the military, mili you know, so we moved a lot. And so my friends generally was, you know, whoever, whatever duty station we was at last. And there were a couple of people that lasted across that, and we've been friends just through space, but we haven't actually seen each other for years. But when we do come together, it's almost like the, we've never been apart. Um, but then there's others, they're just names in the distant past that I was friends with once, but now we no longer have anything in common we don't see each other we don't well so has you, I mean have you ever had that kind of experience where your friendship has really been tested and you've kind of like what was that like um I did and then we became no longer friends right <laughs> and but not for my part it was the other person just decided that they were not going to open up as to whatever I did um and then we in fact to the point where we actually didn't speak we saw each other every day but he just stopped speaking to me. And it wasn't until probably about two years later that the friendship started again. But I still, to this day, have no idea what caused that, that break. Huh. No idea to this day what happened. And of course, from the Johari's window's point of view, once we did start talking again, so he never did move back. And so I left my window only. You know, I didn't catch him back up in the gap. It was like, all right, well, is this guy going to fake on me again? And that sort of sense. So, you know, I was only able to see um, the window was only open so far. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, after that. The other thing I was going to say, and then we'll take a quick break, is that um, sometimes situations put you into a closer bond and friendships are form. And I'm thinking specifically like of going through uh, boot camp. We're going right, through survival yes. training yes. where you have to depend on each other. Your lives depend on each other. So that quickly accelerates the bond because I have to trust you almost nearly. I have to almost blind trust you. Yep. Otherwise, neither one of us are getting out of this, you know, alive. So I got to put blind trust in you. And then through your series of actions in that short space of intense time, you don't do anything that blows that up. And then our bond is deeper stronger yep. and you feel like you do anything for that person even you know and I think Seneca talks about that that you would actually sacrifice your life for that that person yeah yeah, yeah. so let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and let's talk about levels cool <laughs> the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast was created to carve out space for contemplation in the middle of our busy week Inspired by the very ancient idea that wisdom and principles of conscious living can be found through conversation, 
Clay and I started meeting over coffee at the Havana Cafe. From these meetings, the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast was born. And as an independent podcast, it is supported by listeners like you. Here's how you can help us support the show and continue taking time to explore the big questions in our lives. First and most importantly, you can share the podcast with friends on Facebook, Instagram, or old school, like talking to your friends. Haha. <laughs> Leave a review for us on iTunes, or you can support the show for as little as a couple of pounds or dollars a month. That's less than the coffee you are drinking right now while listening to this show by going to havanacafesessions.co.uk and hitting that contribute button. Hope you're enjoying this episode, and thanks again for listening. All right, so we've got to throw this one out there. And I sent you the clip earlier this week from when Harry met Sally. Oh, yeah. And that men and women can I never can't be believe friends. you even asked whether I had seen that film. <laughs> well, you know. Come on. I Maybe I'm know, younger see? than I look. And, you know, there's <laughs> one other thing in the window now I know about you. So now I, we can move our friendship to another level now that I know that you like Harry when Harry met Sally, see? Does so, anyone not? That's, it's kind of like if you don't like pizza, you can't be friends. If you don't like coffee, you can't be friends. You know, it's yeah, like Harry right. met Sally. It's like if you don't like that, it's a little suspicious. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So, you yeah. know, when I seen it, I was like, all right, well, cool. So you just... I just moved another, up? Yeah, yes. You just moved. You just moved another notch. So, yes, men and women cannot be friends. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't think that's true. You don't think that's true? I, I, I you know, think it's true. I, I really liked the whole, because um, there's two scenes in that film, isn't there? So there's the first one where he's like, dri- they're driving together up to New York, and he says men and women can never be yeah. friends. Um, and then he, then they meet on the escalator like years later. And he, re- he revises And he the revises rule. it. <laughs> and I like the revised bit. What was his revised bit? His revised Remind bit me. is... It's easier for men and women to be friends, or for in his case, like men and women can be friends if they're both in a relationship, like, in a relationship with someone else. Right. Ah, yeah. see, that's where I think it makes it harder to be friends. Okay. So, because there's so, so this is where I talk about levels. When I was thinking about levels on Wait, this, man, so, I thought you just moved up. I just moved up, and you now did. I moved down. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. But Can't you, keep up. You moved up with a notch, but you haven't jumped levels. All so right. you know, you, when you're playing these games, the levels you can get different points, and then. So yeah, yeah, okay, we're some, in Inception yeah, again. Exactly. At some point, yeah. you're going to top up on the level. And what I mean by that is that it's like... It's like certain, the whole glass ceiling. But it, well, there's certain conventions in a like... Because in, in, we both are in relationships, so we're both married. And there's certain conventions in relationship to... If we talk about... If we were to expand our friendship to its fullest, for instance. So, like, I have a... If I wanted to go to the pub on Friday night and I called up my friend Mike, let's go to the pub Friday night, just him and I. No questions asked, right? Yeah. I think different if it's a if it was like you to say, hey, let's go to the pub Friday night. See, it's funny, and this is maybe where like men because that's the whole thing when Harry met Sally, isn't it? Is that Harry has that like guy's perspective suspicion. So maybe, but for me, like my, when I met my husband. But don't let me stop. Let me don't. Okay, finish so, Yeah, thing. keep going. So that I think, and then the next thing I'm thinking of another friend. If I say, "Oh, let's go camping this weekend. We're gonna go, just the two of us to go camping." I don't. Again, does that raise questions, eyebrows? If they say, "Oh, yes, let's just go camping this weekend." I suppose it also depends on whether your partner knows the person or not, isn't it? Yes, I think there's like I an unknown person. I think there's circumstances where that you're right so they know them but still convention wise there might be this well huh unless you go all together the families go together this is where i think then then you can expand it if you're if you unite your two families together to go do those things but just to go do those things separate or alone away from family i don't think yeah can See, happen without yeah so when I went, met my husband like eons ago uh, and I and I found out that he through through university had lived with two other girls that were his friends so the three of them lived together after hmm. um, what we call dorms but halls whatever uh, that for me was like ooh that's awesome because it was like I feel like if a guy can be friends with a girl it's there's something that he you know girls don't let you just have superficial relationships they actually make you kind of talk about things and i thought you know that's that's got to be a good sign you know but uh plus the cleanliness factor too there's a cleanliness factor yeah (laughs) 
But, but um, I, I get that. I get the fact that... Um, and he's, you know, he's still friends with those two girls. In fact, we saw them when we were up in so Scotland. So, if he was to say, I'm going camping with one of these girls this weekend, Saturday, well, Sunday... Well, in fact, he is going camping with a woman this weekend, although it's in a big group. Well, see, it's in a big group. Yeah. That's it. So I'm just saying, That's just true. alone. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so then, you yeah. know, in your head, you might think, oh, well, I, I trust It is them. true. There is but the thing. But then you'd be like, oh, hold on a second. Although or even it's to gonna... go out to a movie. If you say, hey, if I say, hey, let's go to a movie Friday night, just you and me. It would be, yeah, what's going would on Would it be here? weird? It would be know. weird. It would be, yeah, maybe. It would be you weird. You know, I kind of wonder how much this is going to shift with, like, you know, the fact that gender and kind of, like, everything's kind of opened up now, so people who are gay can actually be in, yeah. you know, married, and it's, you know, it's not like our parents' generation where it was, like, a rare thing. So the, the whole kind of romantic dynamic will shift as well in terms of gender. I will think it not? so. I think, well, I think... If if we address certain myths that we're born into and have to believe, I guess. So there's a certain yeah. mythology that you buy into, and here's what um, these constraints are, and we've kind of bought into those constraints. Yeah. And that's what kind of clouds. But I think it's if you start to question those, and do they really need to exist, or why do they need to exist, then maybe it can move. But just conventionally, it doesn't seem to sort of sit right and you know there's tons of stuff if you google it and you look at um as you were saying earlier that you were making fun of psychologists but there's lots of books out there that said that um that yeah you shouldn't have friend cross sex friends outside of your relationship or or marriage yes yeah i just so disagree with that i just i disagree with that as well i have a few um you know, guy friends, including yourself. I yeah. feel like I really value those friendships, actually. Yeah. And But I think this is it. The friendship can exist, and this is where my levels come in. So we can exist at... A certain level. At a certain level. Yeah. But take that to a different level, so that, like, yeah. I have relationships with my other friends that happen to be males. Yeah. Now, but, and the thing I was thinking about the other day, but no one's ever questioned, well, maybe what is this friend with? What if it becomes known that one of my friends is a homosexual that I want to go hang out with? Does that change it? Well, you know, and also there's, I suppose there's the whole kind of trust in your own romantic relationship, yeah. whether you're married or not. But, you know, like, one, so one of my best friends, one of my closest, closest friends from um, when I did post-grad work, who, um, she's married to a woman and has, like, I've been friends with her, gosh, year, like, I don't know how many years before yeah. she got together with that woman. That we woman. lived. <laughs> she got together with that, that woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we lived together when we were out in Delhi. Like this, it just wasn't an issue. Hmm. You know, but then me, I don't know. Is that because conventionally, so you know, it it's not suspect? Now. Like, and I, I don't think it's question. So, like I said, so if I was, to, so if I was to ask you to go camping, question mark. If I asked another friend, but no one questions whether that friend might be a gay friend but there's no question mark because it's a guy but just the fact that you're a girl for me to ask that maybe question. it's like maybe it's the fact that like the heterosexuality kind of negates Harry the Midwest issue because yeah. the sex thing always gets in the way That'll, yeah. that would be dangled out in for you know for the sort of in the way that it would look in the window even though there would be nothing going on the way that Perhaps yeah, it could, yeah. the perception would be that that's there. Okay, so, well, yes. I'm going to try and glass ceiling my level. Push it, man. Push, push it. it. Push yeah. that level. Yeah, so that's what that's the whole level thing. So, yeah. And then, because then, my thing would be, well, how... Oh, no, I had another question for you. Okay. Here's my other question. Because Because I, I need... To, and here's where here's here's how you need to get to the other. I'm level. on my cu- second cup of coffee. I'm ready for it. Because Go. I, I need to know, and this is why we would have to break trail together. Can I trust you with my life, as in in a bad situation? Well, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I need to put you in that position to see if you respond well, and and you do. Okay, I I, I I will try and do my best, but when you look at the two of us, I think if we're in some matter. kind of life-threatening situation... You just have to make the effort, and I say, all yeah, right, yes, okay. there we go. So, like, well, speaking of which, it does say somewhere, these clever psychologists, <laughs> where do they say it, that um, 
in an experiment, someone who you consider a close friend, when they're um, threatened, when either you are threatened with an electric shock or they're threatened with an electric shock, the same kind of stuff happens in your brain, whereas it doesn't happen when you threaten a stranger with a shock. Yeah. So, and there's a really lovely quote in that um, article that said, people close to us become a part of ourselves. And that's not just a metaphor of poetry. It's very real. So, yeah, no, I you get know, that. I like that. Here's a true question, though. This is where I want to find out where I stand with you. All Would right. you help me move a body? Oh, probably. <laughs> is it, if I put that on, if I but put you that know on. When I asked, answered that question for myself this morning, and I said yes, then that made me just completely throw all, all the junk I just said about the level of friendship. Because even though we can't share certain relationships together because of conventions, I feel that the connection that we do have, that yes, if you called me up and said, hey, <laughs> I really screwed up. <laughs> and, and I need someone strong to help me you know, do something I'd with like, this don't body. worry, I've and watched at least the first three episodes of Breaking Bad. That, you know, I got this. <laughs> that, um, yeah. Then yeah. No, I I agree. I think that there is there is that kind of um, you know it's funny because I think about (coughs) all of like some of the other episodes we've done in terms of um, like the Ayurveda one and stuff about your your kind of constitution and what you're like you know and and you know for me I have very little of that wind element you know, that kind of like, you know, we laughed about my like lack of spontaneity. Although you would have been proud of me. I'm very spontaneous in the camper van. The camper van is like different, but, um, you know, I feel like there is something about the flightiness that I see in some people in terms of not in terms of their interests or whatever, but in in a friendship. And there's something about the trust with that isn't it it's like you don't really know where whereas i suppose what i'm trying to say is like these elements these like the kind of wind versus like the kind of earth element that's really grounding or there's something about like someone in a friendship that embodies those aspects and i feel like there are people like you said, you know, you meet people and it doesn't take that much time to kind of suss them out in terms of like, I can actually really trust you. Yeah. You know, that there's that kind of like grounded, I'm not going to just, you know. No, I get that. I and I think it's... So what I'm saying is, I feel that with you. All right. So yeah. you, you trust me with your life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would actually. Yeah, no, I was going to say that's the same where I would Keep working that, out too in case so, I'm in... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then I think that's what makes... That as we were as we were going through that little process in the last couple of minutes, I think that's a really key distinction for me there in terms of the closeness of a friend that you would do anything for. Yeah. In in that in that sense, but there's other friends that you know I would be like, ah, yeah, cool, but we're not that good of friends, <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. Or yeah. you would say, or you would just flat out say, sort of no or refuse, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't put yourself out for that person necessarily, as in where you you stand to harm stands to come to you. You wouldn't put yourself out for that person, but you would do for a true yeah. friend if you were trying to help them out of a situation. I find it difficult to analyze that because I feel like I can recognize that with certain people, yeah. but I it would be hard for me to articulate exactly what it is about those different people that bring that feeling or make me feel like no you know what as we're talking what I think it is is that I think for me is that you don't mean me harm I don't know if that means it's more than that it's more than that yeah yeah. Yeah, there's some there's some kind of I, I, I find with certain friendships underneath there's a level of I don't want to call it selfishness because that sounds intentional and that's not what I tend to see. But it's a more focus on the me than the you in the friendship. And it I So they're in a take part. Yeah, they they're in a they're take, in a take. take. So yeah. A, so there is yeah, like yeah. you know, I laughed about a the psychologist saying proximity and reciprocity mm. were important, but reciprocity, it's true. It, yeah. You have to feel like 
you know. I just sat through all your junk. Now I'm sit through mine. But if well, I don't want to give you that time of day, then you think because there was something that I sent you in one of the articles that they the, that was one of the, the examples that the lady used that when they were together, her and her friend, and they shared this level of friendship, and then they moved apart because they the one yeah they were work jobs. colleagues, yeah. weren't they? And then they they had a terrible boss and used to meet. It's not the one you're yeah, thinking of. Yeah, and then, and then she got a different job. Different and job. And then when this friend was disclosing more, but then this person would never disclose anything personal right. about themselves, and the friendship just kind of drifted apart. Yeah. Yeah. And so you do have some friend quotation marks that just it's, it's a, there's a you but. Yeah, that's true. But then there's also like a utilitarian aspect to some friends. Like you feel like they're friends with you for their purpose. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes that's not always clear. And sometimes that's not always necessarily clear to them, I think. But but there's and, and there's a, a level that you're okay to hang with that, as in you open the windows so far. So maybe that person yeah. to you is a casual friend. If we're talking about degrees of friendship, so that person may be a casual friend. So I was looking at it, so you got a friend, casual friend, good friend, close friend, very good friend type yeah. graduations, of, and then best friend. In that um, poem you read by Khalil Gibran, um, or Gibran, th- this is what I liked about that. He says, for what is your friend that you should seek him with hours to kill? Seek him always with hours to live. So in other words, like, don't just call up when... When things are bad. You know, or, Fair or weather friend. For, for when things are bad or when you're just bored. Mm. You know, actually make an effort to seek them out, to do fun things together or to be together. And then he says, for it is his to feel your need, but not your emptiness. And I think that's really perceptive of, of some of my experiences yeah. in friendship. Is like, I'm happy... There's a difference between a, a need, because you accept that in friends. Like, sometimes they're going to need you, and that's, yeah. that's cool. And I think for me, in a way, that's also... My, your opening of that window and letting someone in, and, and like, or you know, moving up in, in levels, or however you want to put it, yeah. a friendship, you're also accepting responsibility for that other person, aren't you, more and more. So you're also saying to them, like, I'm going to be there for you. So I don't know what that means. Well, no, exactly. You, you, know, don't, you don't know. But 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 I'm but but you don't mind. But then you ha- like I feel like there there that isn't necessarily a big recognized part of friendship. Is like that recognition that I'm not only giving you you know information about myself and who I truly am or yeah. blah 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 but I'm also giving you a kind of promise that if you need me I'm going to be there for you yeah. and that's a kind of blank check thing but that's where they say you can separate out your true friends like your friends will be around when everything's cool and your true mm-hmm. friends will be around even when things sort of suck and you're way down in the dumps and then yeah there will be friends that'll make excuses it won't be around it won't help or won't extend yeah. themselves to help and then there'll be others who will be with you even in the sort of bad times yeah I, yeah I feel like that's true and I feel like there is even more to it than that there's like the I don't know I've lost kind of how to express it but I think that kind of there's a need but not an emptiness like you're not expecting maybe that's what I mean it's like there's there's a level of expectation that's important in a friendship. And then there's also, like, I think, for instance, I think one of the reasons that, and I, this is something I have really reflected on, one of the reasons that Sarah and I have continued to stay friends through so many different changes in our lives and through so many years, like, I left, so we both went to the same university, but then I left the United States when I was 21. Hmm. You know, and I'm way older than 21 now. You are. So, you know, basically, we've been friends through, across an ocean, through all kinds of different life changes and stuff. And there's also an aspect where we don't have expectations of each other. Like, Mm. so, if she doesn't call me... There's love into this equation, then. There's just, like, trust. Yeah. There's, like... I trust that you, you know, there's no kind of, I expect you to call me at this time. I expect you to send me these presents or I expect you to do this or that or whatever. Yeah. Literally at all. There's, there, but it comes from both sides. And I think those kind of, 
there's both a trust that if we need each other, you'd drop everything yeah. and fly across the world if you needed to. But there's also not that kind of constant level of expectation of it's not a which needy I think relationship. can really which I think can really kill yeah. a friendship. Yeah. One yeah. that's very needy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um I had a question for you, but now I think I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> it was there, but it's okay. Gone, so give right? me, so give me your taxonomy of friendships. You've done your whole like oh, my acquaintance. Ta- yeah. What I did th- you just say? Acquaintance. There's your acquaintance, a friend, um, a good friend, close friend, or very good friend, close friend, best friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think in each of those levels, there's probably one like you wouldn't like I wouldn't. Yeah, so if someone's just a friend, if I was having a problem, I wouldn't think to call them up. I wouldn't burden them with any problem that I would have. Mm -hmm. It's just a friend, not a a close friend, someone I could go to and... And for help and yeah. that sort of space. Well, because, you know, and that kind of matches up with Aristotle's. He has, he has three kinds of friends, isn't he? He has friends that you like, like activity friends, I call yeah. them. It's yeah. like friends you do stuff do yoga with because. With, go mountain biking that's with, right. Go to the pub with. Yeah. yeah. And that you seek out, well, in Aristotle's terms, for enjoyment. Yes. <laughs> and then there's um, friends that you have because there's some sort of advantage. You know, like you're mutually helping each other do something, but you're like work friends or, you know, something. And then there's like friends that are close friends. So that's his thing. But that's kind of what you're talking about is friends that you might do stuff with, but you're not going to call them up when you need something. And they wouldn't help me move a body. Yeah, they wouldn't help me move a body. They're like, Clay, this call never happened and I don't know you. That's right. I don't know you. Yeah. But yeah, so no, that's, um, I think this has been interesting for me in terms of just kind of thinking through... Um, the friendships but before we sort of go we never mentioned enemies we were going to talk about enemies mm, yeah and I think it's like what is an enemy because you could have an enemy that's probably been around as long as your friend so it's in some sick kind of way <laughs> that you come to depend on your enemy and that you guys kind of friends in some sense that you that I could maybe that's a nemesis I guess we have to do a whole other show maybe you got enemies Ooh. and then I have a nemesis <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to, because I'm trying enemy, to think I if I even have these people. Um, what about the whole thing about my, my friend friend's is, enemy is my friend's enemy is my enemy. Yeah, enemy of my enemy is Your my enemy friend. The enemy or, of my enemy is my frenemy. I, I coined that phrase last oh, night. Yeah. I was thinking. I d- I misread that. I was thinking. Is your friend's enemy your enemy? By virtue of the friendship. Oh, okay. So that, uh, yeah, I didn't look at it. I was looking at your enemy and his enemy. Your is enemy your of your enemy is your friendship. Yeah, that's yeah. only in war times or in Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, As we have seen. Yeah, so could you have a close friend and you're friends often, with their enemy? Well, this is, this is I, I found since I misread your, <laughs> yeah. your quote, uh, you know, because in friendship, when someone does something really bad to one of your close friends, you're kind of called on in a way sometimes, sometimes. to have that person be their your enemy too. Yeah. Like I've had that, you know, with you know friends who have broken up with someone, and then you're supposed to hate them, or you're supposed to be a certain different way with them that has nothing to do with your individual interaction with them. Do you know what I mean? And how about this one? Is that only happen to women or is that no, a man no, thing happen, too? No, no, that's a man thing too. Well, how about this one? And this happened to me early on in our relationship is Ruth had a friend that I hated. Right. But I had to, we did things together even, yep. and I hated it. And, I, and the girl knew that I hated her because like I'm one of these people that if I don't like you, it's hard for me to pretend that I like you. So I couldn't hide the fact that I, and I hate very few people, but for some reason I absolutely hated this girl and I could not disguise it. So it, I guess it was, it put a strain on her and Ruth's friendship because they were good friends. Like they hang out, like when we were deployed to the field, yeah. when they were off doing stuff. But I just, I, I hated her. I absolutely hated this girl. And I couldn't disguise. So whenever we did stuff together, you know, it was all I could do just to just bite my tongue and just kind of try and be civil so what's the end of the story 
the end of the story is I just still hated her. I never did. Well, I mean, what's the end of the story like as in present (laughs) time? Is she still around? She's still knocking out? No, no, no. That's one of these ones that disappeared with proximity. So we moved duty stations. Um, you know, we, as you right. do in the army, and then that sort of it lasted for a little bit, just through, you know. In fact, we didn't have the internet as much, and so that just kind of drifted apart. And then I think because of Facebook, then it kind of came a little bit. But of course, I don't have to be involved in that yeah. piece of it. Um, but even that, I think. And yeah, Facebook very, friends are. It's kind of a sometimes like. Thing. But yeah, so yeah, different. It's not. Can, uh, it's yeah. no longer there. I no longer have to try and not kill the person <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was in their presence but yes so yes um, alright I think we probably are at the extension and we've been away for so long that it's hard to stop talking chatty chatty chatter yeah um, good I'm, I'm glad to know that you would maybe help me move a body so now you're alright you're yeah. alright in my books okay but you still have one more test and again Ooh. that's yeah how would okay. you respond in a danger situation that we're together so yeah. Would you jump in for, from front of in front of a bullet for me? I don't know. <laughs> I wonder about these things sometimes. Yeah. Not go? not about that particular situation, but you know, you wonder what you do. I suppose you know a bit more because of being in the military, but sometimes you don't really know well, you how you know. would you, respond exactly, in you a won't really know yeah, totally. until you're in that position. Yeah. 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 So cool. So oh no, last story I'll tell on this, because you just reminded me of my two kids when they were younger. Okay. And the difference in their personality, and I don't know if this relates to friends or not, but probably because of what we were just talking about. So we're climbing up Snowden, and this is two separate occasions, and the wind was blowing really hard. So my daughter was like, wanted me to walk on the inside because she didn't want me to fall off the cliff. But that's mm-hmm. the kind of person that she is. So she would rather be the one that falls off than me. And this, and she was really young at this. My son, same situation, on the mountain, wind like, blowing. Stay on the outside. Yeah, he, stay on the, he said, stay on the outside because I have a lot longer to live than you. <laughs> so you know. this happened to me the other day, crossing the streets with bikes, and my older son, who's only six, was you know talking to me about why this was certain thing was happening, and I was like, well, actually, honey, I'm going on the outside so that if a car we didn't see came, it would hit me first before yeah. it hit you. And he goes. <gasps> And he almost started crying. Was like, "Mommy, a car can't hit you." <laughs> it's funny, kids, how they think, okay. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> cool. All right, friends. Let us know what you think about friends, friendship, and your experience. So we did have um, an answer to one of our. What's the thing? Tweets sent me. Yeah, and I, what I want to know is something like, what would be interesting is things that are more specific about what do you actually value in your long-term friends. Yeah, what is the thing that you most value about that? Did we address that? What do you most no, value in your long-term friends? we got a few more minutes. What do you most value? I'd have to think about it. Or think. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Think. What, would you most, I, what do you most value? I think, I think it goes back to that quote about being able to take off your kind of ideal self and just be and, and know that your intentions are understood without having to do all the kind of explanations about it yes you know you can just you can just talk freely and you know with your closest friends that they're going to know your intentions and you don't have to clarify that's it i think i can take i like to use the sort of analogy i can take my armor off in front of my yeah in front of my true true friend so I can just be who I am, say yeah. what I want to say, talk about what I want to say. Talk about the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, call them, you know, that, there's, that, yes, I could be, I can be me. I don't have to put up a shield, don't have to, you know, have a, I don't have to, I can take the filters off. I don't need to have filters Yeah, on. that's right. That's yeah, yeah, the filters is a good thing. That's yep. it, no filters. You just get me raw, baby. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. Okay, I can't find the tweet. This is from Lem Joy Jam. Yes, yeah. Lem Joy Jam. Yeah. Um, but we can post it up, but I can't find it. So shout moment. out to Charlotte. Thanks for, yes. yeah. for responding. Cool. Okay, let's get out of here. This episode of the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast is brought to you by people just like you, wonderful listeners. So thank you very much. If you have a spare second and you want to click over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review or just some stars, that really helps us out a lot and helps other people find us who might enjoy the show. 
And if you would like to contribute to the show, then you can contribute as little as a pound an episode or less than a coffee an episode. Um, if you head over to HavanaCafeSessions.co.uk and click on the contribute button, you'll find all kinds of different ways that you can help us out. Thank you so much if you have already contributed in some way or if you're thinking about contributing and really even just telling other people who you think might enjoy the podcast or um, joining in the conversation is very, very helpful. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Sarah Hunt, and on behalf of Clay Lowe, goodbye, and we'll see you next week.